0: Joshua Alvarez, I'm William O'Donnell, and welcome to episode 36 of Cinepunks. You heard that right? Cinepunks. Three
1: sixes. No, 36 was last time. This is episode thirty-seven. Is it? Yeah. We can edit that. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm Liam O'Donnell. I'm Josh Alvarez, and welcome to episode 37 of Cinepunks. 37. I'm probably just going to have that first part play while the song is still playing. That's pretty good. And knowing John, it'll probably be an all-out war song. So. That's okay. You get to pick the theme song, too. I know. We give you all the freedom. Yes. All right. We're here, we're here with uh, uh, John Wren. You may just know him as Wren. Would you like to introduce yourself to him? Hi. I am John Wren. <laughs> I've been introduced. He, uh, he, you may know him from his uh, vocalist of Bottom Feeder. Okay.
2: Uh, you may know him from reading his movie reviews on Stereo Killer. People still go there and read your reviews? They actually That's do. I get cool. more hits on my reviews than I do with my band.
1: What?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know the exact feeling.
1: <laughs> and if you ever posted on Stereo Killer or PA Hardcore, I mean, we were on there. I don't know if you're on there as much as you used to be, but I was on there
2: for. That is my work time killer. So I spent yeah. entirely too much time on there.
1: <laughs> I'd say for a good eight years, I was on there more than I was doing anything resembling work. Yeah. Whether that cool. was in school or in a job, I was on the message. <laughs> for it and and all that started because uh when i was in that band revolver method and the guy who used to be in the guys in my band's old band uh dbw he went on PA hardcore and like threatened me whoa and that's that's when i started posting and then you're like hey
0: let's start posting
1: a lot well i knew people on there it just oh, was hey. like a thing i don't social know networking. it happened yeah. are
0: nothing if not a social butterfly my friend
1: oh you <laughs> Well, welcome to our second episode of the month of October. I mean, I feel like we could say it's just our uh, third horror episode. Okay. Because Sam kind of counts, but we put it up before October, so whatever. Right. So this is
0: our third horror Halloween
1: themed podcast. And we we promise an episode a week. It's Thursday. So hopefully you're hearing this on Friday, but we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, yeah. So. You want to get started with whacking on track? Let's do it, yeah. Okay. Uh, John, as our guest, you get to start. But if you don't feel comfortable starting, we will start for you. Well, I would like a demonstration of what this segment is all about. So Josh, start. Josh, do you want me to go? Yeah, I do. So we just recorded last week, so you'd think there wouldn't be that much whacking on track. Right. Uh, that was I,
0: what I previously thought.
1: Yeah. I will say this. Um, if you want to know deeper thoughts about the movies i've been watching lately you're going to want to go to cinepunks you're going to want to click on a little something called a journal of fear journal uh, of because I, I like many people have been watching a horror movie a day yeah and i've been writing about which ones i like which ones i didn't like things like that so that is definitely i think worth checking out because i think I so as well endorse myself i've been reading it
0: and uh you told me you're like i hope you like it i was like yeah dude liam you're an awesome author
2: you write so well,
0: and it's Earline. a pleasure to read it. Earline. No, I'm totally, I'm totally being like honest. That Earline. shit is awesome.
2: <laughs> I, was, I was into his journal of fear until he ripped Hellraiser two apart, and then I stopped oh, reading it. Oh no! Did I rip it apart? <laughs> I don't think I ripped it apart. You basically said it was a pretty overrated film, and it's probably my favorite of the series. So we God are enemies it. on that. Oh level. no!
0: Actually, I'm gonna, I'm gonna side with John on that. That's my favorite of the Hellraiser. I would
2: movies. like
1: to officially take back everything I said about <laughs> Hellraiser two. <laughs> I do think I mean I hope it comes across In the piece That these opinions Are temporary In the sense of like um, I don't feel as if What I'm writing is The final judgment On all these movies I'm responding to a, a, And for me I, If I'm remembering correctly My issue with Hellraiser 2 Was that my memories Were of like The most frightening movie Ever made And then uh-huh. rewatching it I'm like Oh a lot of this movie Doesn't make sense Yeah Oh
0: Not the most frightening movie Ever made
1: No but I, I think also I fell back in love with Hellraiser. Mm-hmm. And with Clive Barker as a director, in fact, um, one of the things I do want to highlight from the Journal of Fear, and you can go read my more protracted thoughts on it. Protracted. <laughs> but uh, I rewatched Lord of Illusions, and I I don't know that it made me fall in love with the movie. It, it still has problems. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was the director's cut, which you can get. I have the uh, the release from Scream Factory. They did a Blu-ray um and they have the theatrical and the directors and he i mean clive barker claims the director's cut is beyond it's so much better than the theatrical it's a whole different movie there's i mean but there's a lot of things directors say so i don't know if that's true to be honest uh i couldn't remember enough of the difference there's a couple scenes where i was like oh i've definitely never seen this before Mm -hmm. but i couldn't really name for you all the differences all i know is that my experience of watching lord of illusions was i don't know high school and i remember thinking this movie boring and rewatching the director's cut i was really engaged with it and yeah. and what it did that was probably a plus even if the movie itself is not a masterpiece made me want to reread the books that that guy's in harry demore mm. uh, although reading up on wikipedia i was trying to figure out which books he was in there was a further storyline apparently he becomes a major character in the hellraiser comics oh. and that kind of fucked my shit up what right. what ends up happening to him in the comic books is like not my thing so i'm not stoked on that but i do want to reread those books you've been reading the hellraiser comic books too well i thought about it because a friend of mine uh i think he listens to the show a guy named albert uh mm-hmm. martin uh so far the only other person i know who works in the church is obsessed with horror he's a pastor in allentown (laughs) and uh, i met him because he created the lehigh valley horror group on facebook Mm -hmm. and so we started talking he's a nice guy and he collects all those comics i think he reads them he might just collect them i'm not sure um but he was really endorsing them to me and now i kind of want to just read them check them out but i will reread those books i have them somewhere because that the harry demore character who's in that original story, The Last Illusion, that became Mm. Lord of Illusions. He's also in um, The Great and Secret Show in Everville, and I remember those books a lot, and I kind of want to read them. And partly this this whole thing is partly inspired by how crappy that Constantine TV show is. Did you ever watch this show? I've heard uh, it was really, really bad. I watched really the bad.
2: first half of the first episode and turned it off. Yeah, it's <laughs> that bad. I huh? thought Hellra- Hellblazer was such a cool comic, and I thought Constantine right. the movie was decent but could have been worked on, and then I saw the show, and I was like, ah, no, I'm done. What's really weird about the show is
1: I can say two things with confidence. One, that is the most... Constantine, John Constantine, I've ever seen. Like, it's the most accurate. And two, it's one of the worst TV shows I've ever tried to wow. watch. And I watched two episodes. I That's how much I was willing to commit. Man. And I could not. No. And this is someone who I've I, I stuck with all of Fear of the Walking Dead. I've watched all of The Walking Dead. Like, I have a pretty high... I watched the first six seasons of Castle. Like, wow. I have a high tolerance for bad TV. And Constantine... That's insane. Was, and Constantine only took you out. Oh, two bad. Two episodes, huh? The only thing I will say that makes me happy is they, when the show failed and it got canceled, the network sold the rights to whatever. What's, who's the people who do Arrow and Flash? Is that CW? Yeah. CW now owns the rights, so he's going to be a side character on both Arrow and The Flash. Oh.
0: that. Have you been
1: watching those shows? Oh, pff, The Flash. Without have, not,
2: a, have you been watching those? No, because I don't really care for DC outside of Batman and Superman. So For real, I was 100% the same thing. And yeah. me
1: and Suze watched The Flash because we were caught up with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which uh-huh. is a mix of a show. Right. A high highs and low, 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 lows. And so we were caught up, and The Flash had premiered. And my feed on Twitter was just people being, The Flash, The Flash. So I was like, babe, you want to check out this Flash show? She's like, The Flash sounds stupid. I'm like, yeah, let's just watch <laughs> it. It'll be cool. So we watched it, and it was interesting. Like, well, let's stick it out. And I will tell you 100%, I don't know any of the – this is a show – covered in references to other characters Mm. almost every character is like if you look them up on wikipedia they are also a superhero eventually in the comics even if they're a normal person in the show like it's rich with references to comic books but i only know these things because of wikipedia because i don't read no motherfucking dc (laughs) like dc is (laughs) terrible and the flash dude who runs fast not interesting to me at all not at all your thing but the reality is that is the best written comic book show i've ever Uh, seen in my life better than daredevil Don't even say it. I will say. I I think. I think (laughs) overall, it's better written than Daredevil. Whoa! But it has the limitation. I think of the format. I think Daredevil, considering they knew exactly how many episodes and exactly how to do it, Mm. it has a little bit of a lull in the middle that it doesn't need. That Daredevil, because no one watches. I I don't think that most people watch Daredevil episodically. So Mm. the Flash is episodic, and it's well written for an episodic show. Daredevil could really just be a movie that has breaks, Mm. but it didn't feel that way to me. It also has a little bit of an episodic feel that I felt like... Again, I watched Daredevil. I marathoned it. So I was kind of like...
0: Mainline the whole thing. Yeah,
1: let's make it happen. And by the end, I really liked it, but I I think The Flash is better. I think The Flash is better written. Daredevil is a more appealing character, and that world is more appealing. So in the end, I actually do prefer Daredevil to The Flash. But I'm talking about the quality of the script and the, the way that they come around things. I say all that Uh, This premiere of season two Was terrible Like it was overall good But they made one decision So the whole drama of season one Is his father is in prison Okay And You like that shit though You like dad stories Yeah I'm into that And his father's in prison For his mom's murder And he knows his dad didn't Or he has some inclination His dad didn't do it He saw something Right And then you know That all unravels whatever And the season ends His dad's still in prison you're like oh man it's it's a real bummer they're bringing up so season two premiere it's like oh here's a MacGuffin to get your dad out of jail and Uh. then at the welcome home party dad's like I'm just gonna be in the way of you being the flash if I'm here so I gotta go at the motherfucking welcome home party you're exiting the dad I couldn't get three episodes of dad before we do the exit like it doesn't it's the worst writing I think ever the fact that he just like dude hasn't even had a piece of cake yet he's like Barry, we got to talk. I'm like, no, there's no, no one would get out of prison after 18 years and be like, so here's the thing, man. I got (laughs) to go. It's cool seeing you. It's good to see you. But I got to get out of town, man. I got shit to do. Okay, so we're way off track here. Way off track. The point is, partly because of the failure of Constantine, I want the supernatural private eye. I love that character. I mean, Hellblazer was great. Harry D'Amour, I think, is interesting. Mm -hmm. I think a character that combines the jaded Magicness, you know, Constantine actually interacts with that with some of the more groundedness of Harry DeMore would be really interesting. I think that'd be a really interesting character. So I have like an itch now because of that. So I think that's why I liked Lord of Illusions. And we'll see what happens with him on the show. Okay. As far as uh, my total whack, and if you, you know, if you read my reviews, people know this, but I, I really have to push it in case you didn't read my review. I saw that movie Cop Car. Best title. Yo, what's it about? So the premise is so (laughs) solid. Premise is solid. Two kids run away. Uh In the woods. They've run away from home. They're just doing kid things. They find a cop car. There's no one in the cop car, but the keys are in the cop car. No one's around. As far as they know, no one's with the cop car. They're like, it's just drive this, car. let's just try this. These kids are like nine years old, ten years old, and <laughs> okay. they're like, let's try to drive this cop car. And so it's just them having a fun kid adventure. So then the sort of, the hook of that is of course the cop car isn't abandoned. Uh, the cop car belongs to Sheriff played by Kevin Bacon, okay. and he's a little busy disposing of a body. And so he comes back looking for the car, and the car's missing, and he has a freak out, obviously, because he yeah. thinks oh, the guy who's still alive in the trunk must have gotten out somehow and taken the car. What am I going to do? So he starts having to freak out. This is in the first 10 minutes. Of the movie. This is the setup of the movie. Wow. So I'm like, yo, this is. there's so many places this can go. This is so interesting, a lot of fun. And literally, it's like nothing happens. It's uh, 20 minutes of Kevin Bacon just running home so he could tell everyone to switch their radio channels in case the kids forgot how to use the radio. And then him trying to tell the kids to like do what he says and then they find the guy in the trunk and then it just ends in the least interesting way like there's no there's so many cool things that could happen with the premise that I just got so angry when it just kind of wrapped up the way it did I mean it's fine i mean i guess the appeal is let's start with a real heartwarming sort of thing kids having fun with this car with no which what seems like no consequences mm. and let's end really dark oh it's so dark <laughs> we're gonna end so dark but i was just like this is the movie's dumb. you're like no that was my whack it. i was like not this is some it. whack-ass shit
2: i kind of came to that conclusion it was whack from seeing the title cop and car cop, cop car, car good title.
1: Yo, here's the thing though. This is the dude the dude who made this movie. He wrote it and directed it. Yeah. This is the man whose hands Spider-Man is now in. He is oh. the director of the reboot of Spider-Man. So I went into this thing kind of like I hope this shit's good cuz this guy's got Spider-Man now and you know Spider-Man's been beaten up a little bit under the other guy and uh no.
2: But no. now that Marvel has their hands on Spider-Man, I don't think they would allow anyone to screw it up.
1: That's my hope. That's my hope. Then again, I don't know. I,
2: don't know. I think
1: I think I actually have a little more faith in Marvel now. I, I feel like it's not a good sign. So I don't know. Did, 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 we talked a little bit on the show about Age of Ultron. You liked Age of Ultron, yeah? I enjoyed it. I thought I Age mean, of Ultron was a yeah, mess, but I kind of liked it. Did middle you, movie, I saw. it. Did you like it?
2: I liked it. I did not like it as much as the first Avenger, um, but I thought it was a good middle ground to get to Infinity War, the Civil War. I, yeah. I think it, I think it served its purpose to bridge the gap. The middle movie ultimate middle movie
1: i mean it seems to me though this is the thing about age of ultron i have mixed feelings on it myself i right. parts of it i like parts that i didn't like apparently on the commentary on the fucking blu-ray joss whedon is just straight up like yeah this movie's mostly a failure uh this is basically <laughs> oh, the studio screwing me over it's a series of missteps and bad calculations that's what? how i would describe this movie and i'm just like Yikes!
0: Oh man, Whoa. I love commentary like that. Though. I think that's <laughs> hilarious. I yeah, that's pretty awesome when you can hear like the true thoughts.
1: Like, no, that, that is actually true. My I,
0: second favorite type of commentary though is like when John Carpenter is talking to Kurt Russell on like the special edition of Big Trouble in Little China, and you can hear them smoking marijuana and stuff.
1: Oh sure, sure, sure. Did, that's my it, other favorite kind of. Isn't commentary. that? Isn't that also? I've been told that's also on Fight Club. That the I think the it's two, on Ed Norton and uh, oh, Brad yeah, Pitt just yeah, get yeah. drunk. And <laughs> they're just like. <laughs> I wouldn't. You. I wouldn't know. I've never made it the full way through a commentary. No. Inevitably, when they're the, the worst part for me in a commentary is when the volume of the movie's still low, mm. so they can say stuff, but no one's saying anything because they don't have anything to say. Uh. Inevitably, like the third or so time that happens, I go, "This isn't fucking cool," and I turn it off. <laughs> I'd rather watch a featurette. I actually love featurettes, yeah. making making ofs and things like that. I'm all about it, but the commentary. It has to be really interesting. If you remember, really,
0: really when we talked to to Jay a while ago, he was saying that the Halloween movies, the uh, the Rob Zombie movies, he owns yeah. them only for the commentary and the vignette, the, yeah. the featurettes on the making, because apparently they're far more entertaining than the movies were, which I thought were garbage.
2: Utter trash. <laughs> De- definitely bad movies. I'd give the first ones a slight pass if you take like you have to go into it going okay Halloween the original was a perfect film the having a a remake which I despise yeah um, even though Rob Zombie White Zombie favorite band ever I always try to give him like a benefit of the doubt first one I'm like it's it's okay the second one the second one was awful yeah piece of shit man god yeah it's i not. even
0: watched that that uh the witch one too you know, that was I, really bad too i thought
1: whoa which which one the salem the oh I, I was salem. about to say that's i actually the two rob zombie movies that don't make me want to die are <laughs> devil's rejects which is not a great movie but this it's like, like the worst movie you just I just, yeah. it just ended and i was like cool that that happened that's a thing yeah. that's fine i mean i kind of felt like when it ended i wanted to be like i wanted to write rob zombie note like Dear Rob, I also enjoy exploitation movies. <laughs> See you later, Liam. Like, that's is my whole response. It's like, yeah, I like those movies too. That's cool. Right. Uh, and then I didn't hate the. I, everybody, I'm like alone in this one, but I forget what is it called again? Lords of Salem. Lords of Salem. Like I didn't it? hate it. No. I didn't you, love it, or it's not, I don't own it, uh-huh. but like, I had it on. I was in Austin. I was feeling terrible. My wife's asleep. You were sick. I put it on, and I, I didn't fall asleep. I put it on to fall asleep too
2: and it ended and uh, I watched the whole thing and I was yeah. like "That yeah, was fine it was I, entertained for a while I read the book before it came out because oh. I was interested in it and the book is the ending is different that some of the like graphic scenes are more graphic I sure, enjoyed the sure. book I enjoyed the book more especially how it ended than I did the movie um, I think with Rob's uh, vision of the movie when he tried to go all like Fulchy with it he like mm. lost me like once he tried to be like super artistic and get away from his grittiness, which he's known, which he clearly yeah. is, I guess that's his wheel horse. Um, that's when he lost me. The movie itself, like the story, like you know, some like witches, like Saint Anna Cole coming back, like that. I'm fine with that. But the the way he shot it, like when he tried to be all artsy fartsy with it, yeah. he, he lost. He
0: it definitely way. went full Yodorowski to me, like with the whole
2: goats and like you know. I, I don't know what it was. I,
0: that
1: that was what worked for me. Really was all that weird shit. Yeah wow. yeah yeah yeah. I huh. mean I mean here's the thing. I wonder if you know friends who generally have good taste but occasionally there's there's a soft spot yeah you know, there's something that they like that you're, you're like, like well, you you would like that, actually. <laughs> so, you know. So that's yours? That's your soft spot? I wonder if it's like the weird abstract-y... I don't know. I Again, hey. I haven't tried to watch it again. Maybe I'd watch it and be like not into it.
0: Because it's shouldn't. hard. Maybe you should just enjoy I'll the just memory like, that you oh, have.
1: Oh, oh, <laughs> Lords of Salem. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> Josh, let's jump to you.
0: Whacking on track. On track. I just got the new book by Morrissey called List of the Lost. Now, for those of you who don't know, you're obsessed with Morrissey. I am mildly obsessed with Morrissey. This is his first novel, not counting his autobiography, which is amazing. If you've not
1: read that, so this it's is his genius. So this is his this second is, work of fiction, is what you're telling me. <laughs> this
0: is so I only got it. My wife got it for me from uh, Amazon UK. <laughs> oh, she like special yeah, ordered that she shit. Special ordered it because she loves me. Fuck, she and does I love, love her. Yeah, dude, she hates Morrissey too. It's really funny, but. I started reading that shit. It's about, I mean, I read like the reviews because everyone's saying like, dude, it's weirdly misogynistic. It's like poorly written. It's insane. It's also put out on Penguin Classic Books. That part is great. It's so good. And I just started reading it. Just so you know, it's about demonology. It's about a 1970s relay team (laughs) from America, Olympic relay team. And they accidentally kill somebody. And then that somebody's a demon who then kills everybody. It's, so that it, came in the mail,
1: and you also were saying it's it's uh, uh, vaguely homoerotic. Not even vague; it's it, directly homoerotic. Up,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. It's nothing. Oh man, nothing's left to the imagination. It's really poorly written. It's very. It's weird, and I love it. I love it. I'm into it. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah, that's funny. no. It's true. So that's that's my on track. Uh, as far as whack goes, haven't really. Uh, I mean, I've been trying to watch as many horror movies as I can. The only whack thing about that is I haven't really had time to watch too many horror movies because I've been, we've been stupid busy. Just now, doing have you gotten
1: stuff. to do? We the last time we talked about your interest in. Uh Hay Rides Haunted, oh, haunted Places. Houses. Have you done any of that we shit? We have not yet. We have not that's how booked you we've been,
0: to... man. We've been so busy. What are you doing this weekend? This weekend I got a party to go to on oh, that's in my uh stuff that I'm looking forward to. I got sure. something on Sunday, which we'll talk later about. Okay. Mr. Matt Garrett presenting uh, the quarterly installment of Vivisections uh, I at the Philomoka yeah, this Sunday. We'll talk about that at the end of
1: the podcast. Uh related note did you end up going to the satanic panic event
0: i did not make it out to the satanic panic event because i had to go to my parents house to do some fam stuff
1: if you're listening to this and you managed to go to that event please comment and let us know or tweet at us and let us know we love sam but i couldn't go i talked
0: to sam about it and i apologize for not being able to make it out sorry again sam but she she said that it went really well and that um she was pretty stoked on it so i
1: i was i was in Worcester? Worcester? worcester worcester worcester
0: worcester oh i do have another on that track.
1: town and so that I, briefly um on track was the wedding that we went to it was actually very in cute worcester? in worcester and worcester yeah, and i got to see yeah. phil and aaron uh who live in boston now so that was cool um but i just don't i'm just not a huge wedding person especially like it was a kind of wedding where um they would there would be one song i want to dance to and then a series of just awful pop songs that are I'm you a like, good dancer Oh, I can. Can you throw down? I know you can mosh pretty no, good. You don't understand, but I, I
0: want to know: Can you boogie? Can you like oh, you get have down? Get no down? concept, dude. I really don't. That's why I'm asking.
1: Oh man, it's it's a little uncomfortable for people, actually. I yeah,
0: think. As how good of a dancer you yeah, are. Yeah, you are the yeah. dancer of our generation, as so named by people who've seen you dance.
1: I think I'm pretty great. Yeah, that's awesome. Dude, um, I love that. That I think I, you so know, I shake it a little bit. You know, what There's your some... mama gave you uh yeah yeah okay i mean Same. i I try not to think of the fact that my mom gave it to me <laughs> but sure sure when sure. i was
0: a kid my dad told me that if i never learned how to dance with girls i'd be a social misfit for the rest of my life
1: i think that's fair
0: yeah i know well i you're... was i i used to tell people that and then say well history will t- will say but i think actually right now it's just pretty obvious my dad is right
1: hey so just you, like
0: with everything else in life
1: you said you had another whack
0: oh uh, no and i had another on track, track. do it. Is i met george romero and uh yeah, we Melanie and I drove to Maryland yeah. to go to their uh, Monster Monster Con that they had there, and George Romero was signing. So
1: How is that con compared to the one in Jersey?
0: Way I know small. Most. Way, okay. way small. I mean, like, it's cool, you know, it's got that uh it's got that heart of the true horror fan thing going on. But again, as we were discussing earlier, it's not like all horror stuff. There's like some weird, like I don't understand like the strange connection between things like Horror stuff with collectible miniatures. You know what I mean? Like horror stuff with rockabilly. Like, I get it. It's, I mean, people who, it's like kind of same team. But it's also like, come on, man. Really? Like, I, we're going to buy.
2: <laughs> I hate the connection of horror and wrestling. Like It's I feel a like, weird connection, I feel man. like there's nothing similar. Unless you're like going to link The Undertaker to it. But after that, I'm like, okay. Yeah. Get it out of here. Are there a lot of
1: wrestling things at HorrorCon? I saw a lot of wrestling t-shirts at HorrorCon. Yeah.
2: there's a lot of wrestlers that do signing that have literally nothing to do with like horror it's like they like at least if they had that guy Kane or whatever he's been into shitty horror movies but the million dollar man as cool as he was in the 80s like what does he have to do with horror
1: yeah, Nothing. That's very They're weird also, to me. I they, didn't they, realize they that was also go to thing. comic book conventions, too. You see wrestling dudes at comic book conventions well, also. also, as you know, I've only been to one comic book convention. That's Wizard World Chicago because right. of the Bruce Campbell Horror Film Festival. And that was your first comic book convention? My first comic book convention. Wow. Most of the people there made sense to me, although there was a separation. So they, they really treat the Bruce Campbell thing almost as a horror con within Wizard World. Uh-huh. Um, so they have the film fest going on, but then there's a second floor at Wizard World Chicago. Oh. And they put... What's in theory Bruce Campbell sort of curated stuff. I don't know if that's true, but it's just basically the horror people they could get some booths and stuff, and then like they had a bunch of uh, you know those enclosed. Th- it's sort of like laser tag with zombies. Oh. You go into an enclosed thing and well, that's fun. Was that fun? Did do there? that shit? I didn't do it. Cool. So I thought you're like, hey, this is cool. I'm not. I'm doing like, it. I'm like, yo, I got this wristband. <laughs> the wristband to me translates to I'm the man. I can Word. go where I want when I want. Dig it. Yeah. So I'm gonna get in here and shoot some zombies for free apparently that's not the memo that the they zombie frowned people upon get. that type no of i had to pay for that john oh, i'm not God. trying to pay for
2: shooting those <laughs> hey. zombies yeah there's Whatever. that thing at westchester you can shoot them with uh paintballs
0: yeah haven't you done that no we want to do that oh. that's the thing it's a I might ride go.
1: i might it, go with that we'll with do you. it we'll do it Come i'll on, think man.
2: about it let that. out some aggression yeah <laughs> from the bruce campbell Horror comic. No,
1: it was great. It was great. Otherwise, it's just uh. But okay, so at the comic, I didn't oh, yeah, check yeah, out yeah. all the presenters, but the presenters I saw, they were all vaguely related. Vaguely related to uh, comic
0: books and comic book films.
1: There were definitely people there who were just actors, right? Okay, there's That's a lot fine of people Did that are act just in comic actors. booky movies. No,
0: or? oh. No, it's like Days of Our Lives, like this kind of.
1: It's not that bad, but it's like anyone who's been in anything, either vaguely genre of any kind. Uh huh. And then there were some things that weren't comic booky, but made sense. So like, uh, Big Bird was there. You know, yeah. What's his name? Uh, Carol Spinney. Oh, He right. was. He was there. That's cool. I get that. But uh, there were definitely some like uh, one of the Power Rangers was there. That's weird. Okay. I'm not into that. There was a couple like teen actors there that have only done like teen stuff. That's a little weird. It. Yeah. Uh, but the but the people who kill are the people who should kill. Like. Uh the arrow okay that dude had a line all the time but right. he also seems like the most charming man i mean honestly i don't even like that show that much but just from guy but right just there. from posts about him on facebook i'm like i don't know that guy seems like a good a guy nice looking seems like, like a guy. good dude and of course uh what's his name who is on firefly who's on castle now
0: oh um with an f
1: Nathan Fillion. Nathan Fillion. He yeah. has a line all the time. He's also Firefly. Come on, man. But I think a lot of yeah. No, it makes sense. This what I'm saying. so. The people Way who the people who do well. I think it makes sense. You know who doesn't overcharge. Who? is bruce campbell ah but chin. you know but you was know was he nice to you when you i talked think to him? he i think he manned his table so i interacted with him because of the film fest right but he anytime he wasn't at a screening for the film fest which is most of the time he mm-hmm. was at the table like the thing about Amel filling a lot of these folks is that they have a very set time like right. i'm gonna be here for these four hours and then i'm out like that's your bruce campbell's like if the venue is open There's an 80% chance I'm signing autographs.
2: That's awesome. That's very odd because when he did Monster Mania, it was like I'm signing 400 autographs today and 400 autographs tomorrow, and that's it. Oh, wow. It didn't seem that way to me. I I
1: went in there real early before we Mm -hmm. were doing film stuff. And and you had a wristband because you were on the team. Sure, but he was the only guy who was at his thing Like there were lines everywhere, but no one was doing anything except for Bruce. He's the one guy in the whole that was like, well, it's 10 a.m. I better start making that money. Yeah, there you go. Uh, No, he's not there at some points because he he had a few panels. They Mm -hmm. added in like a hard panel component, some of which I hear was amazing. Yeah. Um, So whatever. But
0: anyways. Well, yeah. So George Romero, let me tell you about another charming white guy, Mr. George Romero. Number one, dude, six foot five. Did you know that?
1: No
2: Yeah Tall like, ass motherfucker I feel like he's six foot five when he sits down Dude. I met him and he was as tall as me standing But Brett I am also a short guy
1: That's crazy <laughs>
2: That's pretty awesome But uh, he, I, I
0: wore my CinePunk shirt and he asked me about it So we had a brief chat about CinePunks
1: Sure, sure What's up
0: George Romero? I'm basically best friends with the guy now so and it's big, pretty sweet
1: Big ups to Justin Lure because he went the next day And yeah. he took a lot more pictures He did, he did I didn't talk to as many people But I talked to George Romero and I
0: talked to Tom Atkins From one of my favorite horror movies Night of the Creeps, as well as Escape from New York. So uh, we got and to, the and the fog too, right? Yeah, Is that right. And the and fog. Halloween three season Halloween of the witch three. Yeah, Tom Atkins. So uh, he was. I just talked to those two. Those are the only two actors I spoke. That's fine. That's but fine. all right. Well, George Romero and then Tom Atkins. But it was awesome. I was stoked. Tom Atkins was like thrilled me. I was like, yes. And me and me and high fived.
1: That's awesome. And we took pictures. All right, John, your turn. Whacking on track.
2: Whack whack would have to be see I'm a sucker for the uh, like possession movies I don't necessarily believe in the devil but the idea mm. of the devil is is cool. horrifying yeah. so I gave it a better judgment and I watched that movie Devils Do it's a phantom oh, awesome. footage of yeah. like Rosemary's baby type thing uh, I didn't actually finish it. So I have yeah. no idea how it ends, and I don't really care. It ends terribly. That is my whack because <laughs> I was so mad watching this film because someone was like, oh, no, you should watch it. It's a possession movie. It's really good, and I'm never taking that person's advice ever again. It's, probably, yeah. it's
1: funny because I feel like there were uh – So many movies this year at Fantastic Fest that were Satan related movies, some of which were possession movies. So when you were like possession movies, I was like, oh, cool, cool. Maybe you saw something that but none of the things are out yet. Like the witch isn't out yet. Mm -hmm. Uh, Devil's Candy isn't out yet. Uh, you've seen February isn't out yet so I didn't I only saw February because I didn't get I to. I heard know the February fantastic. was amazing man. it was cool it was yeah? real good. Like I would highly re- I guess that's an also on track because I didn't talk about that last time did I yeah no. if you get a chance to see February when it comes out it's got the young lady from uh Mad Men right. uh, Don Draper's daughter uh, she has a name I don't know what it is <laughs> I'm sorry <laughs> we don't but keep computers up on this podcast is great yeah Um, and I thought overall it was great. I mean, it's definitely a slow burn possession movie. Um, and in the end it has an angle that I won't ruin for you. If I say it, it'll mess up how you perceive the movie. But, um, there's a genre turn. I'll put it that way. Okay, and uh, I I really liked it. I really liked the way it ended. It was a good fan. But I you know I want to see The Witch so bad, dude. The trailer Philly, for Have you seen the trailer
2: so for The Witch yet? I have, and I'm very bummed. I saw it was on Fantastic Fest, and it's not at the Philly Film Fest. Uh, and I was as soon as I saw the Fantastic Fest lineup, I was like, please come to Philly, please come to Philly. And it's like the one film that di- is not on the Philly lineup, and I'm pretty bummed about that. I I mean, it. I We don't have to get into this, but I think.
1: The Philly Film Fest, because I hadn't looked at it at all. And then John is going. Yeah. And he's are you, like, are you, you in the film film society? Or? I
2: am not. Okay.
1: Hey, we've talked about this before. When I was in it, when we were evangelists for it, mm. John was like, it's not worth the money. Yeah, And now I'm like, yeah, you were right. It wasn't worth the money. But at the time, I thought it was. But yeah. looking at the lineup for the Philly Film Fest, it's not that great this year. It hasn't been great for a long time. I know. I, each year I wanted I got stoked. When I first looked at when I think. first looked at it, I got a little stoked because okay. there were some things on it. There are and there are some things on it I want to see. But then when I really drilled down, what's on it that I'm not gonna get to see in Philadelphia if I wait a week? Mm-hmm. This There's like four movies. Okay and i'm definitely going to try to see basket i mean it's hard because that's the same weekend as harathon but i really want to that Bastion's 26 hour
2: marathon, man do it yeah, i know right <laughs> i could just
1: sleep all day and then go to the movie <laughs> that night <laughs> and then <laughs> go home okay so what's your on track
2: then that's a good question you know what because you said you brought up we were brought up the Rob Zombie stuff i revisited house of a thousand corpses for the first time in like no, 10 years yeah. well, you and think? did it I'm, hit you I'm, the same way or i'm what? giving it i'm still giving it on track and I'm really, really uh, hoping that he re he re-, re-, re releases it with the full cut because if you ever read the additions to it, yeah. it sounds like it's a way better film. And I've seen clips of other stuff that took place, like at the end, Len Chase when, you know, she runs into Doctor Satan and whatnot. So I'm really like hoping that he pushes it. But when I re watched it, I think it's a decent like, you know, homage to like Texas Chancel Massacre. Mm-hmm. It's great. I need to re. I need to rewatch it.
0: Yeah, I haven't seen. I've seen Devil's Reject way more times than I've seen that one. Is that right? Yeah. I, I, I think
1: both of them. I've only seen once. Yeah. But yeah. I, I saw Devil's Rejects later because I, I didn't love House of a Thousand Corpses, so I waited to watch Devil's Rejects, and I remember appreciating it. Yeah. When
2: uh, I didn't think I would. Well, Devil's Rejects, I think, is the is the superior of the two films, and typically people go right to that one mm. because I think it's more more people just seem to gravitate towards that. Um, because it made the, the villains the heroes. And I think right. people like that. Uh, whereas Houses, Houses of thousands and Corpses, you feel for the victims instead.
1: I'm kind of into that, though. Like, I, I, I think I prefer the traditional. Bad it's guy. okay. I don't mind sympathetic bad guys. I kind of like it, you know. And, and I wouldn't say the Devil's Rejects are sympathetic. It's just the, the, anyone representing authority in that movie is, is as bad as they are. So it's really just right. everyone sucks, you know, to some extent. <laughs> but but I don't mind the traditional horror setup where you feel bad for the victims and you don't, you know, you you appreciate, but you don't like the the killer. I actually right. don't mind that if it's done well. Um, but sometimes there, when there's a turnaround, I feel bad because I don't want to ruin anything. But there was a newer movie I saw recently that had a turnaround, uh, and I'm going to write a review about it. But okay. it's a, a little movie called We Are Still Here.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! That yeah. was awesome. That you like that one, Barbara Crampton?
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah.
0: All right. Let's move on.
1: So we just saw a little movie that
0: uh, got that we some were buzz hyped on. We were really hyped on it.
1: Well, it's gotten. Well, you
0: saw it already. It's I was so... already hyped on it from the trailer.
1: It's gotten two rounds of buzz when it played at festivals. it got buzz. Yeah. And then it sort of went away for a while, and then it started to come out, and the trailer was like hitting people hard. People yeah. were really. Oh, this looks crazy. It Which we've discussed
0: is not representative of the movie that we saw today. No. So we this s- movie we're talking about is called Good Night Mom. Uh, th-
1: yeah, Good Night Mommy. The original title was I don't know if you guys noticed that the title. Oh yeah, that yeah, it's been. If, what is it? Yeah, it, uh, I don't know. The, basically, it's the original title was I see, I see. Ah. And apparently, that's some game in Austria, Germany. I guess Austria is where the movie's from. Right. It's some game where it's like it's kind of like I Spy with my little eye. Okay. Um, But they realized that in English, no one was going to know what the <laughs> fuck
2: that meant. What I see, I see means. I,
1: I do kind of wonder if uh, Goodnight Mommy gives away more than they intend, but uh, maybe not.
2: I feel like I see, I see would give away more than it intends.
1: Oh, that's fair. Yeah. That's fair.
2: Well, of the three of us, though, we just saw it together.
1: Wait, let's do one thing. We're definitely going to spoil this movie. Yeah. So, so stop now if you don't want to know. And we'll probably be talking about it for at least 20 minutes. So you're going to want to skip ahead 20 minutes or so, maybe 15. Maybe um, 30. We don't know. We yeah, don't know. It's free for it. But we're definitely going to skip it. <laughs> Or or, or, uh, spoil it So
0: But yeah This is like one of the first Team Cinepunks movie maneuvers That goes right into Actual podcasting
1: No that's true It's true If if not the very first Yeah we John was Uh accommodating to us when we were like hey man would you like to be a guest yeah and then he's like we're go i'm going to see goodnight mommy which i've already seen mm-hmm. but i you know i did kind of want to see it again just to see if i felt differently a year later right uh but josh hadn't seen it, so we're like yo we'll go to talk about it um now that we've seen it though it seems like all three of us did not like it mm.
2: yeah it was pretty bad
1: it was i was really disappointed with it let's let's uh start with our guest here john if someone was like i don't care about spoilers just talk to me about uh, good, good night, night mommy. mommy. What what would you say to express your frustration with it? Uh,
2: to sum it really quickly, it's a s- incredibly slow build up with uh, zero payoff. The whole time I was watching, I'm like, all right, it's not it's not going anywhere. They're they're doing all this for a reason. the The ending is going to be something like. Yeah holy crap especially the way the trailer was like this is the scariest movie yeah. it's only Let, the trailer let's talk a
0: little bit about that build up with the trailer starting from the trailer what yeah. were you thinking
2: well I kind of the way the trailer uh, presented to me what I got from it was is that she's something that she's not she's yeah. a alien or a demon or some psychopath that like killed the the mother and, and took over the body or has her hidden somewhere in the yeah. woods and that is not even close to what the movie's about <laughs> there were
0: a couple scenes that made it to the trailer that i was like you know that shit is scary like her walking through the woods and taking the clothes off and all that stuff like i was like
1: the shot of her like bloodshot eye yeah, yeah. and i get that that's a setup that they're setting up for you to understand the world of elias was right. his name right elias Eli- elias whatever um Elias <laughs> Elias <laughs> Whatever the fuck Elias let's, let's just go ahead and say we'll call him white let's boy just, number one Let's just go ahead and say Not Lucas <laughs> Not uh, Lucas Since Lucas is apparently
0: Dead So here's the thing At the beginning of the movie When it started I was gonna go to the bathroom And text you Boy is dead And then at the end of the movie I was gonna do this beautiful magic
1: trick Where I go Yo, Liam, check out your phone.
0: <laughs> You're going to read the text, and it'll show that
1: I figured it out at the beginning. I would have, I would have known that uh, before then because I went to the bathroom and I looked at my phone.
0: Right, right, but right. Still, but yes, still, yes, that would have that been That would magical. have been amazing, right? But so I didn't do So you knew from jump. As soon jump. as it started, I was like, Yo, this, wait, hold on.
1: Let's, I want to finish with, with John here. Let's, okay, let's go continue. ahead.
0: Go ahead, man your reaction starting from the trailer going into this so you
1: thought you're you're, 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 you're going in thinking the mo- there's something fucked up with the yeah movie. you're yeah, thinking I, like I, oh man this is going to be some wacky I, shit
2: i predicted a, either an alien or a, like a demon like it was, right. it was something that either a like took the skin and put it on because ah. you know they kept wearing the bandages or it was something that just took the mother or even just replicated but i i figured some sort of a monster right was going to be the, was going to be mother, and the kids were going to figure this out, and how were they going to save the mom and and to me you know if if being predictable, I th- almost thought it was like they were going to find the mother, she was going to be alive, and then the three of them were going to take on this whatever this thing is right and yeah, that was not even close <laughs> so what it ended up being was uh about ninety minutes of nothing, and then uh two little boys torturing a mother. And then it ended, and that's that's. And I was at no point scared. Uh, my I never got like that racing heart, like oh my god. Um, and even like the torture porn stuff wasn't. I, I've seen better in mainstream movies like Hostile.
1: Yeah,
2: it's one of those
1: movies where I mean, uh, I don't want to shit on it too hard because I do think. I, I appreciate there's a little bit of an innovative thing, yeah, and I get that it freaks people out. Where did you think it innovated? The, the bugs and all that? No, I, I do think, I, I think it actually does a really good job with the lead-up. The movie, it's misleading in the trailer because they try to sell you on it. But in the movie itself, and granted, I didn't see the trailer before I saw the movie the first time. I just saw this movie. I didn't know what I was getting. Because you're that cool no mr. because wristband. it was a that's sne- your new nickname because it was mr. a wristband's sneak going to see everything before sneak- you see it. i hate you so much it's, well if mr <laughs> wristband liked it
0: then i'm sure i'll like it in a year i fucking hate you so much
1: <laughs> it was a sneak pre it was a sneak thing at fantastic we didn't even know what it was it's just you got in and they're like this is a movie that like they didn't even say the name tim league was just like i saw this movie at i don't know some fucking festival and he's like <laughs> and i loved it so we're just doing it and whatever so we we saw we saw it and i I didn't have any expectations and I think that made me appreciate it a little bit more because they do really sell that there's something's going on with the mom and it's only towards the end where you start to be like oh man I don't know this mom seems rather in fact there was a point the point at which I was accepting my feeling that the kid was probably dead Mm -hmm. was the point at which I thought if they're going to do a reveal where the mom is bad they've already wasted it like it's like too late she's too sympathetic now if it's all of a sudden she's evil then like I'm too far the other direction. And then when I realized, oh, that, the kid is dead. Like, the, yeah. the mom is actually the only sane person here. There was a small part of me that appreciated that. But it doesn't, there's so long of nothing happening. Right. Um, and so little buildup of the kid being creepy and crazy. Yeah. That I think it really relies on just the shock factor of a kid torturing his mom. And that's really what it boils down to: is kids crazy, is torturing his mom, and either that fucks with you or you don't. And it's not torture like; it's not gore. Mm-hmm. There's a few gross aspects that are kind of cringy, but it's not a gory movie. No, thank God. Um, no. And it doesn't need to be gory to be disturbing. But this goes back to our, our discussion with Sam, mm-hmm. in which uh, and a few people tweeted at me about this, in which I freely admitted. I would hit a kid with a hammer. <laughs> and that was in the context of that movie where the kids are all killer kids. Right. And it was it's a remake, basically. And in the uh-huh. original, but the, it takes the adults a while to figure it out. Yeah. Uh, but so you not get, a
0: problem well, for you because you'd punch the shit out of the kid.
1: Well, no, but I mean, in the remake, it's really clear. Like, the adults figure it out, and then they don't know what to do. Right. And one of them is pregnant. And I'm like, if my pregnant wife is about to be killed by an eight-year-old, I'm just going to punch that eight-year-old in the face. Like, I'm just going (laughs) to hit the eight-year-old. And in the same way, like, I don't find – I find kids precious. I I love them. Uh But I don't find it so precious that a kid doing some minor gross stuff is so disturbing that this movie then becomes the most disturbing thing ever. And that's sort of – I mean, that is is sort of the way it's set up is, like, if you don't find that imagery – super fucked up and it's a little fucked up i mean i definitely when uh-huh. i you know I, I felt like it was fucked up but it wasn't so fucked up that it justified the rest of the movie it almost feels like that it's sort of like recently i watched that movie society have you guys seen the yeah i just watched that on your suggestion yeah, yeah yeah what did you think
0: i liked it it was uh it was weirdly
1: dystopian and just like to set up though surreal. it's all a setup for the special effects at the end yeah i mean that's which literally so yeah uh the whole movie exists for this over the top practical effects. Have you seen that movie? Again? I have not. It's a wild it's, movie.
0: It's what's his name? Uh, Brian Yuzna oh. who did the reanimator and from beyond and uh Brighter reanimator and beyond reanimator. All
1: right. <laughs> He's done a lot of reanimators. Lots. He likes the reanimator. And the special effects is uh, Matt, Mad George. Yeah. What is this? The something Mad George. Uh, it's like, I
0: forget. He's a, that guy. He was
1: basically, he was a dude who's a, I guess, mildly well-known Japanese hardcore guy, mm-hmm. like, sang in all those, like, fastcore bands, and he came to the U.S. Uh, to do makeup after he did makeup for some videos in Japan, and he started a whole career, and he's just known as, like, Crazy Mad George or something. Something like so, this, whatever. yeah. And, the, I mean, the effects, I mean, I think it's a They're little... gross. I think it's a little goofy, but it's a lead-up. But for me, the payoff of the effects is worth it. Yeah. For Goodnight Mommy, the payoff of... The kid is dead, and he's right. crazy, and he's hurting his mom for no reason, It's like, not
0: worth it. Well, here's my issue. Go. Number one. Go. The mom looks scarier at the end of the movie when she has no bandages on her face. Like, oh, man, that's a scary-looking brawn. That was my first thought.
1: Just because she's severe. She looks severe. Oh, my God. She looks insane. I would cast her. I'm not trying to be a jerk, but... I would cast her as a witch or something. Like okay. She, yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's like she's. It, it's weird that they find her so scary. I mean, they've lived with this scary woman their whole lives.
0: Yeah. So all of a sudden, you're like, man, you look weird. Like, no, she always looked weird. So that's number one. Number okay. two. So if we go backwards, right? So what happened? There was an accident. Mom got messed up. Kid died. Then the movie starts I, with. I don't
1: a, think the kid got messed I don't think she got messed up in an accident. Oh. Okay. She had plastic surgery because she's famous in vain. Oh. Uh, I think what the movie's partly doing is encouraging you to judge her and then point and then you're supposed to feel shitty that you sided with the crazy kid right and not with the well, but, single no, but mom so, so
0: here's the thing then so single mom comes home and then the kid sees her and she's like oh that's not a very good hello so that means that crazy kid was home by himself the whole time while mom was getting her face worked on yeah. So then she knows that the kid is crazy. She knows that he's talking to his dead brother.
1: Yeah, she's on the phone with his dad. Yeah, and you get the feeling that uh, this is something they've been dealing with. He, he she, she mentions it to the priest. Right. They're talking on the phone, and the priest
0: knows what's up. Right.
1: A little bit. Yeah. So
0: so then that doesn't make sense. Then that you're gonna leave wacky kid at home by himself where you're gonna go out and get your face worked it upon. You know what I mean? And then like so so what? So then the kid's just home by himself being crazy that your mom knows. You know what I mean? I mean,
1: I, I definitely... Maybe
0: it's different in Norway or wherever that movie's from. Austria. Austria. Maybe it's they different are there. To be
1: fair, they are in the woods. Right. And so it's not like you are worried nefarious characters are going to come fuck up your kid. Right. And uh, the sort of plastic surgery she had, they do do that in a day. Like, she could have left that morning and come a okay. All night. right. I'll give you that, that. That happens. It's still... If your kid's already, like, a psych issue... Then. But I don't think she knows how bad... I think the movie suggests that she thinks... He's just got a quirky thing where he's talking to his dead brother okay, and she doesn't realize how fucked up i mean you don't realize i mean, like I said, until you realize the kid is dead, it's just like two awkward twins hanging out together. Nothing creepy about that <laughs> yeah mo- one doesn't talk directly to the mother ever
0: yeah <laughs> yeah the, and whole the movie. mom doesn't make him food, yeah. yeah. No, nah, I don't know. I'm, I didn't buy it from the beginning, and that was that was where I was. Like, I do wonder if that's kind of part sucks. of
1: it. Like, so did John? Did you buy it at all? Like, were, did you? You didn't. You. I think you said that you were surprised. You weren't surprised, but you didn't think of it
2: first. Well, well, my thing was, yeah, I didn't think of it at first. Um, I thought you know she was the evil mother, you know, or the evil thing, or whatever it was. Um, but I I thought about it. I was like, man, I really think like the one's dead. Like, but then I was like, nah, can't be that easy. Yeah, as, that was as, what we talked about after. Too easy. As I was saying, too
1: easy. As I was saying after
2: the movie is that for some reason I, I guess I give foreign horror a uh, like benefit of the doubt that they're not going to take easy like ways out because typically the horror the foreign horror that I've seen um, or at least the ones I've been pointed to and have good hype have always. Um, almost always have uh, exceeded expectations or met the expectations. And this one with the, you know, the hype that it was getting, I was like, no, nah, there's no way. There's no way it's going to be that easy. <laughs>
0: yeah, what, Is there an example of a foreign horror movie where it wasn't easy and you're like, holy shit, that was the jam? Do you, do you have an example of that that comes to mind when you think of a movie like that that blew your mind?
2: No, not well. Not off the top of my head. I hate when I get put on pressure like oh, that. Oh my bad. Way to go, John. yeah, dude. <laughs> no, no, I,
0: I'm I, judging I, you I, on your answer. But go I, on. That's fine.
2: <laughs> no, you know what though? I think that a foreign horror that did it easy that I should that that I actually liked was the second record. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Keep making Angela essentially be the bad guy yeah. was—that's totally easy. That's totally like a But it's kind of genius the way but, they did it. But yeah, and I was like, okay. And I give I give that one a pass. But good mommy, good night, mommy. I do not give a pass because well, there's it, a whole loads of other reasons. I mean, <laughs> I mean, yeah. the scariest so,
0: thing in that movie was the bugs. There's the touching the bugs. I'm like, yo, they better have some skin-colored here's the thing. gloves on while they're handling them. Things. Yo, that's for real, gross. I
1: kind of I kind of did think like, okay they are kind of giving away that this kid isn't quite balanced because who has a fucking, like, thing filled with hissing cockroaches? I mean, it's yeah. not like, Yo. oh, I've got a pet hissing cockroach. Nah. This kid – and those are, I'm sure those aren't cheap to get a hissing cockroach. So this kid was like – Okay, mom, dad, I'm I assuming when they were still together, yeah. I can't live without a, without a fucking aquarium filled with hissing cockroaches. Right. <laughs> it's crazy.
0: <laughs> this movie made me think of A Tale of Two Sisters. Oh, really? That movie, to me, is an effective telling of this kind of story. Sure, yes. sure. I thought that movie was so fucking off-putting. It's, it's one of my favorite horror movies of all time. That movie because it's so definitely
2: my favorite
0: Asian horror film. Dude, the reveal at the end so scary. Yeah. All the weirdness that goes into that
1: build up is so weird and so visceral. I mean, I think that's part of the issue, right? Is that um, when we when you describe a slow burn to right. somebody, I think of a movie that aesthetically and tension wise is heating up. Okay, if there's no increase and there's no actual like creepiness, then there's no slow burn because there's no there's no warming up in the first place right with goodnight mommy again i feel bad because i know people love this movie and you know we're taking a dump on it but i i, you I know, can't imagine loving seeing it movie, seeing though. it a second time i really do feel like it kind of just wastes i you know the first time i thought i saw well they're building up towards something but on the second view i really feel like it just kills time it kills yeah. time to be a feature-length movie when the final turn nothing that happens really justifies his psychotic break at the end It's not like it's not like in a 70s movie where uh, some, you know, sometimes the portrayal of mental illness is so crazy and uh, you never really believe that that is what it would take for someone to go nuts and kill people. Mm -hmm. But they're at least there. There's moments. Right. Right. The most that she did was lock him in his room. Who gives a fuck? That happens to me yeah. all the time. Suggest that maybe he should stop talking to his dead brother. Which, which you know, come on, whatever. Not that bad. And of a once, one time she laid on top of him. I was like, uh, on second viewing, I was thinking she should have at least fucking smack him. Yeah, hit something, the shit out of that kid, man. Something should have something that? should have happened for him to have such a. Because again, like you said, like I'm willing to accept that. She would have left him alone with the idea that, like, yeah, he's quirky, he talks to his dead brother, but it's not right. a big deal. If he's that crazy, there would have been some indication before he's like, I'll just pour glue on my mom's face. Yeah, that sounds I'm just like a good idea. Fucking yeah. tire to a bed and sunburn her face with. Oh, the she's gonna be herself? Cool.
0: That sounds. That sounds yeah, cool. That's a thing. No problem. Let me fashion a crossbow out of pencils.
1: Yeah. No. Nah, I don't and, buy it. And ignoring the, the fact that you know. All horror movies have issues with how they portray mental illness. And this one was Which we no. we talked about. Starting this,
0: for New Year's Evil. Yeah. Moving dude.
1: on. <laughs> but this one was like real. Like, uh, Yes, do do people see things that encourage them to do bad things? Sure. Right. But the way that this worked out, it was like, you're asking a lot of me without a lot of payoff.
0: Right. You know? Right. I agree.
1: The, and it's also weird, like the creepy, weird things about that movie. Like the out of focus
0: pictures that were hanging out throughout the house. Sure. Awesome. You know what I mean? Missing sure. pictures that they, when they go to that scene where, where they're looking at the wall and their picture's taken down, that's so creepy. That's fucking weird to me. Totally good. But these seemed ancillary at best, like not even intentional.
1: it's just like, well... Well, I guess the idea is that she is removing evidence of his father, but then why not play up the father? The father angle is almost absent when the kid is just focused on his brother. Yeah, And all the pictures... And then the, and then the weird bit with the her and the other lady... Like, that was a weird red herring to me. Like, why are you going to show I,
2: the p- – I feel like that that other lady is not even in the picture. And she's, oh. and and, she's, and when she answers him, oh, it's someone that just dresses like me, that she's just saying that because she knows that
0: – He's she, losing it.
2: Yeah. Ah. Or that he I talks. Mean, At that point, I mean, that's
1: post him glowing, gluing her lips together, right? Yeah. So I think yeah. she's pretty much <laughs> – She's
0: like, oh, man, I'm fucked. Yeah. <laughs> I peed myself. Yeah, no. I don't know. Overall, I would suggest against seeing Goodnight, Mommy, not buying into the hype.
1: So, um, yeah, I think we're all pretty much on on cue with that. I think, though, to me, Goodnight, Mommy represents that kind of movie that we call a horror movie. And and I'm willing to have a big—horror is a big tent. Right. I'm willing to have a big tent. Okay. But here's my question. Um, How do we feel about movies in which— there's never actually a feeling of danger, but there's something crazy happens like someone, you know, can you think of can I, I might be putting us on the spot again, but can we think of other movies similar to Goodnight Mommy that are just extreme and whether go, we enjoy them or not enjoy them?
0: I'm going to say I don't enjoy them. And uh, well, my do you have another example? I do the happening. The M. Night Shyamalan movie with Marky Mark. I was thinking of like European extremity movies. You're
1: going to the happening.
0: Marky Mark's pretty European to me. Do it. (laughs) I'm just saying, though, you got all of a sudden people just start fucking killing themselves. No tension. No horror. You know, just people offing themselves after they walk backwards for a little bit.
1: That's interesting. I I was thinking of uh, movies like the thing about Good Night Mommy to me is that it's just a normal indie film.
0: With a weirdo torture twist at the end.
1: Yeah. Right. Are there, I, I feel like there's other movies like that, especially like movies that we would have seen at like See, the Philly Film Fest back in the
0: Certain movies are like Audition has that wacky twist in it, and it's just like, fuck.
1: I love Audition. Yeah, movie. I love that movie too. Not at all like this movie. John, could you compare this movie to? Is there anything you would compare this to? And, you know, ancillary, is there a way to do a movie like Night, Mommy that you think would have worked that would have been less terrible? That would
0: have been more effective. Yeah. Well,
2: I shouldn't like, say terrible. The concept of the dead or the le- like, the the dead sibling talking to you, like you said, Tale of Two Sisters. That's probably the perfect way to get that yeah, story. That brought. might be true. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Hmm. <laughs> so good. This, this movie reminded me of. Uh, have you, either of, one of you seen uh, Trouble Every Day? No, have not. Trouble Every Day. It it's horrible that I just compared this movie to Trouble Every Day because Trouble <laughs> Every Day is a great movie. But it's it's similar in that it's a movie. In which um, horror themes are addressed, Uh but the horror is maybe not necessarily the point, you know? Um, I think it's definitely done better, Mm -hmm. uh, and that there's an overall sort of thrust to it and a point to it. I think a lot of people didn't like it because it's, let's call it, narratively loose. Uh It's not a directly narrative film in many ways. Um, But... I'm trying to think the strange thing is, of course, but when we're not in front of a microphone, I'll think of a movie very much. like <laughs> M-. But the, the, the thing that I, I'm concerned about is I want to like movies that push the genre. Yeah. That take horror in a direction that I don't expect or that I wasn't thinking. You know, there's nothing mm-hmm. about this. It's like traditional horror. But what I don't want is a movie that uh, feels gimmicky.
0: Yeah, that just feeds you back the same things we've seen in other horror movies. Yeah. Yeah, do you think that's what Goodnight Mommy was? Do you it, think that? It
1: feels like the it, it feels gimmicky to me cuz what it feels like is the central moving thing is look at these kids and how creepy they are and what they do. Yeah. Um and I a lot hangs off the last shot, you know, where he feels mm-hmm. like his family's finally sort of Together. reunited. Yeah. yeah that that i I just feel like there's a lot placed on stuff that just doesn't doesn't work resonate with me I yeah. didn't feel that again, maybe it's because I'm not a parent is this movie <laughs> is this would this movie be different if we had little kids that we thought might fuck us up
0: I, I think this movie would be different if you if you had like a brother that you're close with like this you know I think that because for me watching it that's what played on my emotions I didn't feel it was wasted a lot of the build up stuff because like I liked seeing the brothers be brothers, you know what I mean but Again, the payoff made that shit feel stupid. I was like, I get it. So he's sitting in a fucking weirdo ball chair, bripping.
1: Yo, I'd love to have one of those chairs. though. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah, I was thinking about weird. that. I'm like, how can I get that in my house? <laughs> yeah, I was thinking the same. Where can I put it?
1: Where would I put that so, chair?
0: <laughs> I don't know. I think that like the just the 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 feeling of family and familial like bond. I get that, you know, and I, I understand that they played on that. But again, it's a lot more effective in Tale of Two Sisters where it's like where it's like this love hate thing going on and it's so much more real feeling. So
1: I, I feel like after that, we need I, I, part of me wants to, like, deconstruct the movie more. But I think what actually would actually be a better source of conversation for us. Yeah. We need horror palate cleansers after ah, a movie okay. like that. That's bad. Right. And John, I'm going to ask you this: If you, you see a movie like that, it rubbed you the wrong way. And again, it's not the worst movie I think any of us have ever seen. but no, it, it was no, disappointing. I've
2: definitely seen a lot worse.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it was definitely disappointing. Right. It's it's more what I think is causing us to respond so negatively is that feeling of disappointment, and that's actually something that I want to assuage. So, uh, what movie would you go to after this? If you're like you're home, you're like oh, that really frustrated me. I want to watch something. It's October. That's going to make me feel like okay, that was worth my
2: time. Like something I've seen before? Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh well, t- typically when I get mad at a horror movie, which seems to happen a lot nowadays, I go back <laughs> I I go back to right to my favorites. I go right to The Evil Deads. I'll go yeah. to any of the th- the original 3 Romero zombie flicks. Um I tend to go to Cabin in the Woods a lot, too. Do you really? I do.
1: Wow. It's it's funny because I don't um I saw this conversation about this the other day. Is people, so for some folks, Cabin in the Woods is like a new classic. It's like the mm. thing to you know whatever. And then other people, it's, just hate, it's, it. hate yeah. it, hate it, hate it. I loved it. I thought, I it, was thought fun. it was great. I don't, yeah. I, I don't know if it's a new classic for me in that sense. But, but it doesn't a have to be. Time. Yeah, yeah, it's so enjoyable. It's, it's, it's so entertaining. It. Yeah, yeah. It's so fun. I don't know.
0: I don't hate it. I I liked it a lot. Yeah. Uh, what movies do you go to when you need to, to cleanse the palate? When you go back to your standbys?
1: It, you know, it's it, it's hard because. I've actually so recently i've been very much in the not rewatching horror movies, really, only because I feel like, and we talked about this a little about the show, so many of us just go and watch the same movies over and over again, right. If I was going to do that, it's hard for me not to just go straight to Halloween, still yeah. like my favorite
0: i, I like going to, to to stuff that's not right at the cusp, like I like doing the Prince of Darkness, uh, I like doing, yeah. like just the movies that aren't like you know that you've seen like you well, know i mean i, I ran elm street too like, i mean i will i will weirdo. say this so
1: you know the the um i recently wrote a review of shocker right speaking of uh, which you are
0: not a fan of
1: no i like shocker i thought shocker oh. was good uh bad but good right if that makes sense you it know? does and it's it does. it's a west craven i think if 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 anything sort of last about Wes Craven is that he had a million ideas he tried to squeeze in every movie and Shocker just has too many ideas going on Right, but all that to say all of those came out on the same label together like Shocker and People Under Stairs he uh-huh. did both those for the same company and that's the same company that John Carpenter went to and did uh, Prince of Darkness and They Live Right, and I'm not going to lie like I know these are both underdogs in the Carpenter race but those are Two of my favorite Carpenter movies: They Live and and, and uh, Prince, Prince of, of Darkness. Darkness. Yeah, and it's not because I don't think Halloween is a better movie. And in fact, Halloween has had more of an impact on me probably than either of those movies. Right. But for whatever reason, those really appeal to me. I don't know <laughs> what it is. It and is I would good. certainly They're take fun. them. I would certainly take them over the fog. Yeah, the fog's about. kind of a bad movie. I yeah, don't, I don't love the fog. Me neither. I love Adrian
0: Barbeau. That's it, though. You what
1: know? would you? What is your go-to you, you palate cleanser? Val
0: Cleanser, Big Trouble in Little China. It's not Always. Even horror. I know. It's so good, though. <laughs> Come on, man. Dude, I love that movie. You know this. This. Is, this is
1: just about you picking a John Carpenter movie.
0: Well, I also watch that movie more than I've seen. I've seen Big Trouble in Little China more times than I've seen Ensign in the 90s. I've seen Big oh Trouble in Little God. China more times than I've seen my mom in the past year. It's true.
1: <laughs> uh, and, it's, yeah. So it's, it's October I haven't noticed that many horror movies coming out. Is is there Crimson, anything
0: Crimson Peaks coming out? Are you stoked on? Crimson am I'm, Crimson I'm Peaks? hyped on that. Are you hyped on that at I all? I am.
2: I uh, so far I'm pretty sold on Guillermo del Toro. I even like Pacific Rim, and a lot of people I, hate that movie. Dude,
0: when me and Liam saw Pacific movie? Rim, there is a part Ballard during that movie. That. Where we were standing on our chairs, where I was about to stand on my chair and cheer, and my wife got mad at me. <laughs> like, sit
1: down. The people I saw it with when the sword thing. Yeah, and people a part. Think that was it's a part. That So stupid, but when the sword comes out, Dude. I remember we were like, "Yeah!" <laughs> we were so hyped. I, we
0: saw it together, didn't we, Liam?
2: I think we did. Yeah, yeah. we I think, I think it was. A, it was I think really it was hard.
1: an advanced screening.
2: Or it was with it. Uh, Dan. Yeah. Yeah. My thing is, how can you hate that movie? It's giant mechs and essentially giant Gojiras fighting each other. Yeah. That is awesome. I don't really even care what the story's about. Just <laughs> let them fight for an hour and a half, and I would be into
1: it. Don't get me wrong. The dude from Sons of Anarchy is in that movie. Yeah. Is without a doubt one of the worst actors the worst. who's ever been employed Terrible. multiple times. Yeah, yeah, sometime. yeah, yeah. I mean, awful. like 20 years from now, young people will be asking us, like, Yo, did you see movies with that guy in it? We'll be like, yeah, no, we totally. did totally. <laughs> yeah, we we totally saw multiple Are you times. Me? Yeah, I watched his TV show. <laughs> what was the, t- <laughs> the what's the college show? The, uh, the college uh, show. Yeah, he was on a show. Oh, did you know this guy started off on a on a um, no. He started off on the follow up. You know, so freaks and geeks died, uh-huh. and then dude got a college show oh. called. Uh, what is the college show called? I, I don't, don't know. Not know. It because yeah. Well, okay, so so that's where you start. But not even Sons of Anarchy. Green,
2: Green Street Hooligans was good, and he was. Oh, uh, that. that's true. That I, I liked it. Yeah, it wasn't a fantastic movie. Some you know idiots get all hyped and sing West Ham songs now, but this it was a decent decent flick. And he can was I in tell it.
1: you this? I so I I liked Green Street Hooligans. I didn't love it, but uh, so I was um, in Austin the first time I went to Austin for Fantastic Fest. Yeah. we went to see. Dri- that was when Drive had come out, so we went to see Drive before Fantastic Fest started, and. Elijah Wood was at the screening of Drive. Right. So we go outside, and Elijah Wood's just hanging out with some friends, talking to people. And we're outside, and I'm like, I wonder if I should talk to Elijah Wood. Like I was trying to figure it out. And granted, people who go to Finesse Fest all the time, they think this is weird because Elijah Wood almost always goes and he's very personable. So right. I sound like a weird fanboy. And honestly, I'm not a huge Elijah Wood fan, but I you know, I kind of like him. So there's a gentleman coming along and I don't know if you've ever been, anyone who's ever been to Austin will tell you, you know, they have a not small population of folks who live on the streets. The mm-hmm. weather's nice. It's attractive to people. And so there was a gentleman who was homeless who was coming up and asking people for money. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why, but just watching this happen and watching him approach Elijah Wood, I straight, I just said this. I said, Yo, if Elijah Wood gives that dude money, I'm going to go buy a copy of Green Street Hooligans. (laughs) (laughs) But Elijah Wood just straight shot him down. Yeah. And I don't own Green Street Hooligans. So I'm just putting that out there. The universe. Yeah. Who works that? I feel so bad. It's such a jerky thing. (laughs) That is one of
0: the greatest stories ever to be talked about on this show ever. (laughs) That shit is so good.
1: Oh, man. I just, the thing about it I feel bad about is not all the reasons I should feel bad. It's actually that immediately I knew which Elijah Wood movie would be my sympathy movie. I would buy. And that would be Elijah, yeah. not
2: like North. <laughs> North. <laughs> I would
1: never own North. Oh, That's, no, thank you. <laughs> anyway, at least I would watch green sheet hooligans again. One more time. <laughs> North. Never again, though. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, all right. Well, uh, let's, let's move into our, are there things coming up? We're stoked on that yes. we want to talk about. Uh, John, is there anything you are stoked on coming up you want to hype to people?
0: Shows, anything, movies, any of that stuff.
2: Well, I'm really interested for the uh, film fest to see Baskin. I've been, yeah, we were, I, we're I talking about it, going to see I this. Once I heard about it, I saw all I saw was a picture, and I was like, "I gotta see what this is about." And I read about it, and the more and more I read about it, like I'm super, super hyped on seeing Baskin.
1: Now, is that Turkish? Is that what that that's is? From?
2: In fact, Turkish. Oh man, I've heard that the what Turkey is it about? has. I don't know anything about scary movies. It is about a few police officers respond to a house call. Uh, you know, Desperate House Call, and they walk in, and there's basically like a super violent satanic cult that starts like butchering people. Whoa! Yeah. So, and a lot of people compared it somewhat to Rob Zombie's approach to like the ex, like a New Age exploitation film. Okay. And I've never seen a Turkish film, so I'm giving it a shot. I feel like I've heard about I'm right there with Turkish you. horror. let to see
1: that with you. Yeah, I've, I've I've heard people hyping Turkish horror recently. That's the thing. Yeah. So I, I'm I'm curious about it. It's playing at the Philly Film Fest again. Uh, we are not fans of the we are not fans Society. of Philly Film Society, but I think when something good's playing, and I don't know if that movie's going to get a wide release, so this yeah, might be your so one be chance your to, chance see, to it. see it. I, right. Right. I endorse. I endorse going to see it. I'm gonna. I'm gonna John, you're, my going, you're going. You're going on Sunday, go. right? Sunday showing. Sunday. The what is that? The 24th. Fifth. 25th, 25th of what? October. October. It's coming up that soon. Yep. Yeah, Philly no Film shit. Fest is always the same weekend as So Even when we weren't on a oh, ban, we it was hard to go. What time?
2: I believe it's like around 10-ish. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. It's
1: also playing the Friday before.
2: John, I'm All, in. also around 10-ish. I'll yeah. watch this
1: movie with you, John. I'm right. I'm stoked on it. Okay. Uh, I'm trying to think, was there anything else in the horror section that was worth seeing? I feel like there wasn't. Really, I
2: heard good things about The Invitation, but I don't know much about it.
1: Oh, yeah. So a uh, friend of the podcast, Jacob Knight, just wrote a review of The Invitation for Birth Movies Death, and right. he endorsed it highly. So I'm very okay.
2: curious about I'll it. I'll watch
1: that as well. And then there was a few other movies that are playing the Film Fest that I'm curious to see, like... Tale of Tales, or what's the one that your wife wanted to see that sounded good?
2: She wants to see Legend because
1: there's two Tom Hardys. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Do but you remember a- the original movie about the craze that came yeah. out in like the 80s? Yeah, 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 yeah.
2: I thought that was.
1: Wasn't there another movie though that we were talking about that's not a horror movie? I want to
2: see Camino with Zoe oh. Bell, which apparently uh. no one knows about. It's not on our Wikipedia. It's not on our IMDb's. It played, not only did it play at Fantastic Fest, she, I
1: think she was there. That's awesome. I think Zoe Bell was there. So That's so cool. I'm stoked to see it. I mean, I don't know if she was. I wasn't there. I thought I read that on Twitter, but I could be wrong. So I don't want to be like, people are like, Liam said she was there. She wasn't there. <laughs> um, but just looking at the list, there's definitely some things that sound cool that are playing at the Philly Film Fest. Right. But again, like, you know, if people are like, well, I don't, so for example, I posted, I might go this year. I don't know. You know, some folks that are friends of the podcast, like Matt Garrett, were like, Yeah, I might go. Other people, like Georgia Racy, were like, Avoid at all costs. Yeah. So I think everyone has their own perspective. If you're someone who's like, If I have to go to the Philly Film Fest to see it, I won't see it. Mm-hmm. I am not against that. That's you. Yeah. That's fine. Do you. I'm not going to re- judge you for
0: it. I really hate seeing Greenblatt and all those people, though. Again, calling them out. Fuck them. Just saying.
1: I mean, here's the thing <laughs> I'm still nervous calling them out uh, just because, like, I want Philly film to have a future. And right now right. these people have all the fucking money. Yeah. So if I just create I'm a sorry. war, I just don't, that. I don't want that. I'm not going to edit it out. Cause I, <laughs> I think they need to know that the animosity level is that high. Um, I think we're also want to give a shout out to a thing at the Philly film fest. I don't know that I can go, but, uh, our boy, Josh Goldblum is working with him again. He is to do that. Wes Craven thing. Did you see that was part no. of the film fest? The Prince is doing an all night. Wes Craven. Uh. fest. It's uh, all the Nightmare movies.
2: Not all of them. Just the, uh, the odd ones, like 2, 3, and 4. Oh, really? Yeah. I thought
1: they were doing the first one. They're not doing the first one? I, I, I they're showing on there.
2: 35? Uh, he said mostly
1: on 35. That's why they're doing it at oh, the Prince. man. But I don't know if they're all on 35. I think that information is not out there yet. Okay. They are doing The Hills Have Eyes, though. They're doing The People Under the Stairs. Mm. They're doing Last House on the Left. Nice. So. Oh, man. Yeah. All right, all right, all right. that's on Halloween I What's have up, a Josh? bunch of stuff going we on we love Halloween. Josh Josh Goldblum is the best so I will support him no matter what right fair he, enough he's right. my man okay well not like that but you know what I mean <laughs> he's great is there anything else coming up other than Baskin that you're stoked on Crimson Peak as we yeah. mentioned yeah, before
0: yeah. how uh, are you on Hellboy 2 Are you into it or not into it
2: was I into Hellboy 2 I liked it I was entertained it wasn't a great film by yeah. any means uh, it was enough that if they did a Hellboy 3 I would totally oh, go see wow. it
1: Man, I would go see Hellboy 3. Only if they did Hellboy 3 like uh, like it's in the comic books now. Like they're wrapping it up. I'd yeah. love to see a wrap-up before What's-His-Name gets too old to play. Because who else is ever going to be Hellboy?
0: Yeah, Ron Perlman is the ideal of Hellboy, but yeah. fuck those movies.
1: Really? You hate both uh,
0: of them? Oh, I hate them both. The You're... first one I was on board for, but the second one just... Oh, my God. You're going to turn Abe Sapien, it's one of the fine. baddest people, into John Goodman on Roseanne, like this weird beer-drinking, singing guy. Come on. Fuck that shit.
1: Sorry. it's fine. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. I, love, I love when you have strong opinions. So
0: More of my del- Uh, You know what? Secretly, I, I, I know that you weren't that hyped on uh, Goodnight Mommy, so I was going into the movie being like, yo, I'm going to love this so much, so when I talk to Liam about it, we can fight. That was yeah, my that plan. that would be kind of cool. But then it didn't happen. Cause- See,
1: we do have stuff we disagree. I mean, we should do an episode on rape revenge movies. Yeah, because I
0: hate can, them yeah,
2: shits. Yeah, so yeah, for real. Like I mm. Spit on Your Grave.
1: Yeah, no. I mean, I, to be fair, the only one we would probably really disagree on strongly is Last House on the Left. Yeah. I really like that movie. I really hated
0: it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but anyway. But I think I Spit on Your Grave is not that good. Terrible. When people hype that movie, I don't understand. Yeah, me neither. I don't get it. Are but. you? Oh, how do you feel about rape revenge movies?
2: I mean, the idea of a rape revenge is cool because, you know, rape is a pretty horrible thing, but... So far, I haven't seen a movie that's executed it right. Last House on the Left is probably the closest, and I'm not even a fan of that movie. I, I
1: like it. I think it's partly because I don't think the movie is only a rape-revenge movie. I think the movie is more uh, this weird fairy tale, fucked-up thing going on, and right. that the the even though it set the template in some ways, boiling it down to a rape-revenge movie is actually, I think, unfair to the movie. Whereas I Spit on Your Grave is nothing but, mm-hmm. and I feel like, a lot of the problem with those movies is the the rape aspect is never as gross as it should be. Yeah, it's, it's always awful. like kind of stylized in a weird way. Not into it, uh, Josh. What else is are you hyped on that you? Dillinger 4 playing Philadelphia
0: tomorrow at the church. And it's going to be awesome. So I'm hyped on that. I forgot about that show. Oh my god, I can't wait. Uh, they're one of my favorite bands of all time. So sure, you know, psyched to see them. Uh, Danzig's coming. Hyped on Danzig, son. We've talked about.
1: Woo! That.
0: Yeah, gonna love some Danzig. And um, Crimson Peak, I'm hyped on. Um, now I'm hyped on seeing movies with uh, our friend John here next week. So that's <laughs> you're really like cool. definitely
1: going to go to this thing.
0: I'm definitely going to try and make it to All that right. that
1: one at least. Yeah, I'm thinking about it. So it's just hard because it's right after marathon. I'm usually like dead.
0: Yeah, I'm also hyped on Vivisections this Sunday night.
1: Yeah, talk about that. A so little bit.
0: Vivisections is Matt Garrett, friend of the podcast, who does uh, a showcase of short form horror movies. Typically, there's like eight or nine yeah. of them in the night. Take like two they, hours. They can
1: be pretty intense some of them are
0: really really brutal some of them are really funny and heartwarming but he has a beautiful palette of many flavors and how um, many have been heartwarming other than that one fool's day um there are a couple others like just the the one with the kid with the who is the uh with the werewolves Oh, I didn't see that one. Oh, that one's great. I cool. forgot what that one's called. There's a bunch of them that he's shown that were like... I might try to come huh. down for that on but Sunday. Then there are a couple ones that are like... Like the Albert Fish, is that the name of the dude? The the yeah. killer guy? That one was fucked up. Like there are a couple ones that we saw that were like, who. Uh, Gary's Touch was another one that Matt showed us that was really messed up. Sure. And, uh, yeah, there are a couple ones that are just, whew, are But you, then the ones that are good are awesome.
1: Are you going to the Fabio Fritzi event I am going to try. I do not know if I will make it out, though. Uh, so I, It's also at Underground Arts, which uh, doesn't have the best sound to me. So, Two, three. I don't know what I'm doing this weekend. Uh, <laughs> I think I've. Uh, I think uh, tomorrow night I'm probably going to hang out with Sue's. I really want to go to. They're doing a similar West Craven thing out at the drive-in. Nice. Tomorrow with night is uh, Last House on the Left and Nightmare on Elm Street, both on thirty-five. There you go. I'd love to go to that. I don't know if I can. Um, uh, I was thinking about coming down for Dillinger Four. Yeah.
0: I've never seen Dillinger Four. Oh my God, they're my so favorite. So it might
1: fans. be cool yeah. to see them. Uh, Saturday, I'm real torn because I was I was going to go out to Sincerity Fest. Um, even though there's no like big bangers, yeah. a, a lot of the bands on that show are people I'm friends with, you know, okay. I like your, you're the knife. I like Jesus Beast, They're all nice folks. I want to match their bands. It's
2: eternal sleep. So eternal need to see.
1: sleep is heavy as hell. Like they're a great band. So like the lineup is chill, but it's like, do I go? So I'm sort of weighing it out. I could drive out to friggin Pittsburgh Ugh. for a show of bands that are great, but I don't know that they're, bands i would necessarily travel for if they weren't people i knew you Mm -hmm. know or i can go down to philly and see fabio frizzi which sounds great and that's like a once in a lifetime sort of opportunity uh but underground arts the sound is not my favorite yeah and um it's not cheap now i want to hype the shit out of that because our friends at exhumed are connected to it yeah so if you can afford to go how much are the tickets uh, so normal tickets, here's the thing. Normal tickets are like $25, which is not, not bad. Not so bad. Not yeah. bad. But if you want to meet him and have him sign uh, something, which I have the Beyond soundtrack. Nice. So I was so stoked. That's 65 Yeah. And again, I don't, I'm don't. i not saying that's an irrational price. What I'm saying is I can't fucking spend $65. i am poor. I see. So uh, if I go out to Pittsburgh, that's $10 to get into the show. But that's also an all-day thing. So if I do Pittsburgh, that's like... Saying goodbye to my wife for the whole day, yeah. being out at Pittsburgh till super late, and then getting back super, super late. late. So yeah. that's I don't. I'm sort of balancing those two things out, and I and I and I'm playing that up a little bit because I I do want my friends who are playing that show to know I do want to come out, but I just can't. I'm not sure that I can definitely do that. Yeah. And then Sunday, it sounds like I'm going to come down for vivisections, or yes. at least I'm going to try to. I'm, that's going to be cool. Run it past the Sue's and see what she says, but I, I think I'm into that. All right, that'd be awesome. Is there anything else we wanted, to, anything else coming up this month that we thought well, was... Well, we'll talk about it on next week's episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, we're talking to Justin next week.
0: Justin Lore, friend yeah. of the podcast, is yeah. going to be we're, on our we're, show. We're, we're going to talk about werewolf movies. I got to watch some of those
2: movies. Yes, Not my
1: yes.
0: favorite
2: go-to. Yeah.
1: Uh, I, gonna... the, you know, Justin is a werewolf movie defender. The Howling, he's a big yeah, fan.
2: He is. All I... right. I might be down to just the original Universal Wolfman, and that's about it. Whoa. Oh, my gosh. Man. I am not a werewolf.
0: American man. werewolf, dude. No, not into yeah, it. Not oh, man. Oh, man. Well, dude, we'll- you should come on the show so we could have some back and forth. <laughs> we'll talk about you <laughs> on the next episode. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank All right. you very much. Hey, thanks
1: for being on the show.
0: Yeah. Thanks, John. Thanks thank you, for having general, me. For having or, for being a, a great guest and a, a movie watcher with us today. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much. Listen next week. Another episode of Cinepunks episode 38 will be coming up. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening.
1: Aren't you going to do your thing?
0: I'm not going to do it. You're not going to do it? No. It's too much pressure? Smoke bomb.